Get my vitamins. Healing multivitamin. Oil. Fish oil. Greetings, this is Clary Podcast. How are you? Let get into the chair. Chair's making noise. A couple things in life I always wanted that, that, that you say, oh my gosh, that was totally worth it. One, by far, this is the furthest, this is what every man has to get the best money I'll ever spend, is nose hair trimmers. Whoever came up with that is better than Einstein and better than Edison. That uh, that uh, really does save you um, an untold amount of annoyance throughout the course of your life. And then another thing is a nice chair, a nice business chair, one of those those um, leather ones. And the only problem is I think they get creaky after a while. And then certainly after a bit, there's all this little black stuff, like, like, I don't know, just looked like dirt on the ground. And what it is, it's the leather peeling from the chair and now it's like yeah do I get a new chair and then this is where you get the duct tape and I'm the cheap bastard that would uh, get the duct tape bastard is not a curse word by the way that just means somebody who has no father uh, and this is the curse free podcast of the Clary podcast hello how are you um, we are back from Colorado we you all came with me that would be fun you all came with me to Colorado hey 3,000 people scaring the heck out of the uh, out of the park ranger what do you know? Ah, we're just here. This is we. We're here to hike. And I'm beat, guys. I'm just tired. Uh, we added it up last night, me and the GF. I did 1,900 miles of driving and around 50 miles of hiking. And sleeping in that Prius did me no good. <clears throat> and then driving all over Tarnation did me no good. Uh, but uh, it was a, a good, hi- good trip, nonetheless. We got to see everybody. But then we also got to see... Uh, uh, the man of DT and the man. He was out in Pueblo, Colorado for business. And he says, uh, Larry, are you out here in Colorado? And I'm like, holy crap, it's DT. Or no, it's not DT, it's the man. I'm like, yeah, so we ended up, we went to uh, Village Inn and we had pie. Village Inn has good pie. I prefer Perkins, that's more the northern thing. I know the old people, all five of them that listen to this show. They uh, they prefer the Village Inn, but uh, Perkins, that's the old person um, restaurant up here. <clears throat> but Village Inn has got good pie, so. And I could eat whatever the heck I wanted. I was working out and hiking so much that, I swear to God, Denver's the place to be, guys. You could eat whatever the heck you want. I had two pieces of pie and one of those egg scramblers. Oh, it was horrible for you. Horrible for your health. Uh, but you could do that if you're banging out 10 miles a day and uh, you got a 2,000-foot elevation gain. So uh, if you were if you were following me on the blog, you obviously saw a ton of pictures, um, and I throw those pictures up in part because I obviously wasn't writing. It's very hard to write and drive at the same time. You're kind of like, well, it's not a post, and I'm too lazy. So here are some fancy pictures. Um, but then I found out actually it's quite a marketing thing. <clears throat> this whole adventurer type uh yeah it wasn't done on purpose it wasn't done on purpose i didn't say i'm gonna become an adventurer and write an adventure blog it was 
I'm sick of, well, you guys know the story. I'm sick and tired of trying to argue with people in, in my 20s at parties in Minneapolis. And so I'm going to throw up the data in the chart so I have it conveniently located here. And then over time, that is more for, I'm like, yeah, throw up some pictures. Hey, how you guys doing? And then that, in an ironic sense, uh, has led to kind of this, what would we say, marketing aspect? Um, I'm surprised how many people kind of not live vicariously. They're just happy to see the pictures. Like, I'm going to throw any pictures up. I thought you were over here. Why are you throwing any pictures up of over here? And I'm like, oh, okay, I'll do that. And then people like it. They say, oh, wow, look at that. I wish I could do that. Well, you you can. You can indeed. You just don't spend your money on anything else. That's bas- that's really what it is. You <laughs> you uh, you spend all your money on travel, um, and then um, and then I, I, will, I of course you guys know I do have it pretty easy. Staying at friends and fans' houses, doing the the couch surfing there. Uh, oh, I do want to give a shout out. I can't mention his name, but let me tell you, because you guys know me, I'm a jerk. I can't say it unless it's a pronoun. Can't curse on this one. Got money writing on it. <clears throat> um, I met a guy who's in the army and he was stationed in Iraq. And I don't know if you remember. I think it was. What was the uh, video game? One of the Call of Duties, I think. You follow the Big Red One. It's the unit, U.S. military. I think it was one of the oldest ones that we have. Maybe the first ones. Hang on, let's look this up. Why don't we look this up? The Big Red One Division. Uh, There's a movie in 1980. I think that's the one with... uh, Mark Hamill, was that it? The Big Red One. The Big Red One. Oh, that's the movie. I don't want the movie. First Infantry Division. There we go. <clears throat> yeah, there's the there's the patch. Uh, the First Infantry, Infantry Division is a combined arms division of the United States. It is the oldest continuously serving in the regular army. Okay, I knew there was some historical thing to it. It's been in continuous service since its organization in 1917 during World War One. It was officially nicknamed the Big Red One after its shoulder patch. It was also nicknamed the Fighting First. However, the division has also received troop monikers, the Big Dead One. <laughs> uh, the Bloody First has puns on the respective officially sanctioned nicknames um, based in Fort Riley, Texas. Okay, so um, this guy, he is a fan, and um, he's part of the Big Red One. He says, I got something for you. I'm like, oh, well, you know, you didn't have to get, you know. To show up, that's cool. He gave me one of his patches that he wore in Iraq. And I'm like, oh, dude, I can't. I can't take this. And I thought, well, wait, maybe he's got like a thousand of them. Like, I don't know, you know, the patches come off, uh, <clears throat> they get worn. He's like, oh, no, I got two others. I'm like, wouldn't you want to give this to, like, your son or, like, some, somebody not me, <laughs> basically? I mean, look, I know you guys like me and your fans, and maybe I have helped a lot of you out, but gosh almighty, this was <clears throat> honestly the most humbling gift I've received from any of you. And all of you guys who either haven't got me gifts or get, did get me gifts, ah, your gifts suck. They're all crap, so you guys got to beat. No, I'm kidding. I'm joking. <laughs> so this is really humbling, and so he signed it. I made him sign it, and uh, I'm going to have it framed. And my girlfriend, she's, I show her, hey, look at this. Look at what this guy got me. And she's like, oh, wow, that's really cool. And she says, well, shouldn't he give that to, like, his son? I'm like, yeah, I've been over with him before. And 
And then she's like, well, are you going to put it on your motorcycle, Jack? I'm like, oh, God, no, I'm not going to do that. I didn't go to Iraq. I didn't serve. I mean, that would be the most insulting thing ever. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have it framed. And then uh, this guy was really cool, so he's going to be one of the elite out in Colorado. And so we go visit him. Um, he also said I had a free place to stay, so that's really why I'm saying he's one of the elite. So that No, I'm kidding. But, um, yeah, I want to get a picture with him. And then, uh, see, the problem is I can't mention them at all. I got to be careful, like, the, the people I meet. There's there's so many people I would like to tell you about, but that's why we give them nicknames, you know. Uh, Vegas Ben, Denver Ben, Dirty Harriet. Uh, these people actually have real jobs and are responsible adults. And if it was ever found out that they had any kind of association with me, just even if it was social and they, they'd had no political stances, I don't want them getting in trouble. But uh, I did want to say a shout-out to the to the man who did uh, give me this. This is very humbling. Uh, it's really cool. Uh, and the rest of my listeners, you guys got, you guys got, um, you got some work to do if you're going to trump this. You really got some work to do if you're going to trump this, guys. Yep. This is going to be hard to beat. I like silver. You can give me silver. I like silver ounces, preferably American Eagles. Um, but boy, it's going to take a lot of silver American Eagles to beat this to get a patch of the big red one. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm skeezed. Anyway, it's the clear pocket. Oh, we got to talk about fat people. We got to talk about fat people. And just so you know, I am very tired. I'm still, there's only an hour difference between Denver and Minneapolis, and I'm jet-lagged. And um, I think I just pushed myself way too hard on this one. Like I do all the time, because you're, oh my God, it's a playground, we got to run over here, we got to run over It's like a dog, and you let them out in a park. Except the park is just like this big, monstrously square-sized state with mountains and things and hiking and stuff. Um, but I did go get my coffee today. Went down to my, my bar. They're open this early. And I got my coffee. And I was just sitting there. I won't lie. I was playing Pokemon. I was sitting because I was tired. I was like, oh, boy, I can't. I just got to sit and relax. Don't feel sick. I'm just tired. Just really beat uh, physically. Like, I... And I'm not sleeping well either. Anyway, it doesn't matter. So I'm sitting there playing Pokemon. And while I'm walking around, I'm looking. And they're just just some frumpy, average-looking people. Not not ugly. Uh, nothing nothing unique. Just just I looked and I'm like, boy, there's, a, there's something. They stand out because of their averageness. They're kind of overweight a little bit. They're dressed schleppy. They're middle-aged. And then I looked down the street towards the other <clears throat> part of town and people are doing their morning and I'm looking like these people are all fat I'm not talking like when we talk in America fat we're talking obese or like you know you see the guy you know we're not talking that we're not talking three bills but I just started taking inventory and I've done this before where if you stop and say okay <clears throat> I am brought up in this culture, I'm brought up a certain way. And what is normal here goes for normal in my mind. But if you go to Europe, or if you remember even the 70s or the 80s, or if you just think about all human history, you look at these people, and Americans are fat. They're fat. Why can't, in other words, you can see what the Europeans are talking about when they say Americans are fat. Because they come here, you know, they actually, now maybe it ain't that way anymore. Maybe Europeans have been starting getting spoiled and they eat a ton of food. 
But I remember they say, oh, Americans are so fat. And you're like, what are you talking about? They're just normal. And then you stop and you look. You say, okay, how should that person look? How should that person look? I'm not talking that you got to be a catwalk model. But look around. Just stop wherever you are today. Go into the Target or the Walmart. Well, Walmart, that's a given. But going into the gas station, just look around and say, what percentage of these people are overweight? Not obese, but overweight. And then you look at it and you get disgusted. You just look, you're like, God, bleep it. There's just, they're just fat. They're ugly. And it's, it's kind of gross. It's like they're just... Like, are you unaware of yourself? Are you proud of looking how you saw, how you look in the in the mirror? You actually want to have sex with the a member of the opposite sex? You present that? You give that to the table? This is your offering to your husband or your wife? And when you when you can put on those European goggles, like say the Europeans of the 1980s, when maybe they were all thin, because I didn't notice when I went to Europe. I say, my gosh, the people here are really emaciated and skinny. I didn't say that. So I'm going based on the 80s, maybe the 90s. But once you can put on those European goggles, it's like the guy with, uh, what's his name, Rowdy Roddy Piper. They live for whatever that movie was. He could see the aliens for who they were. You, you really, you put on some new set of goggles and you look around like, wow. I mean, people are over. It sneaks up on you. It snuck up on us. It wasn't like uh, we went from uh, a 15% obesity rate to what are we at, 40% now overnight. This has slowly been amortized, like maybe 1% a year. You're not, that's not noticeable. You're not going to notice it. But if you take the time, step back, clear your eyes, remove the wool from your eyes, put on those European goggles, and you look around, it's gross. And it's like architecture. Like I'm sick and tired of looking at crappy 1970s minimalistic baby boomer uh, influenced uh, architectural buildings. I'm sick and tired of looking at crappy art. You guys know that uh, everybody's got to have it in their neighborhood. Some unemployable uh, artist with no talent has some ugly iron craggy looking thing, and then they're commissioned by the city council because they got a connection, and they're paid Lord knows and how much taxpayer money to put up this monstrosity in the middle of the of the town and the square, and it's so ugly and hideous. People don't want to you know, like. Ugh. Same thing with architecture. Same thing with 70s clothing. Same thing with 80s and 70s cars. Except now it's the people. They're, 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 uh, they're, it's not the uh, inert, uh, non-moving things. It's not, it's not a building. It's not a piece of art. These are the people we get to look at. And just like architecture, landscaping, or, or art, it's either good or it's bad. And it's ugly. It's hideous. I mean, what was it? Oh, it would have been great. Wouldn't it have been great? You see all these old pictures back in the day? Even during the Great Depression, men would wear suits, ladies would wear dresses. They, they comport themselves, they present themselves in their best dress, you know? Like, they, they knew about that. They knew that they were going to go out into public and that they would be viewed by others. The complete opposite mentality of these, of these sick, selfish psychopaths, uh, who, mothers who insist on breastfeeding in public. Or the or the slut walk people, right? Or these guys that want to protest because they want to go out topless. It's the same thing. The the people back in the forties and the fifties, who who by the way, if you didn't know in the forties and fifties, we were regularly beating black people and women. We, and 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 you get different points. So there's a different point system and category back then. But for, aside from that, those evil uh, racist and sexist fifties uh, and forties, 
Rich or poor, it didn't matter. You would put on a dress, you would put on heels, men would put on a suit, they put on a hat, they put on a tie. And when you went out in public, you at least did the courtesy and service of looking presentable, perhaps even sharp, perhaps even pretty for the ladies. Gosh almighty, that's what that's what drove men to build civilization and conquer and kill other lands. It's like, hey, she looks pretty. I'm going to kill this whole entire country over here. As long as it was minorities, because that's how it was back then. Um, but that that was, it was consideration. It was a bit of selflessness. It's like, it's going to take a little bit more of my time and day to put on this clothes and get ready to, to present myself to public. But I'm going to do it. So I, at minimum, don't offend anybody. And maybe I want to look good. I want people to say, oh, this is a pleasant thing to see. Oh, no, oh, that that's gone now. That's out the door. Now it's, and look, I like wearing casual clothes. Don't get me wrong. I mean, that's standard now. Now you kind of stand like out like a sore thumb. Now you stand out like an idiot if you if you wear a suit wherever you go. Consistently and regularly. Like if I were, were to wear a suit every day, people say, what the heck is going on? I say, well, I just want to go and start a new trend to get people to start wearing fancy clothes out again. I want it to be like the 40s and the 50s again. They're going to look at you and say, yeah, no, that's not going to happen. So I can, I can understand people want to dress in casual clothes. They want to be comfortable. Fine, jeans and all that. Wearing a suit and a dress, way too restrictive. Ooh. But at least could you lose the weight? All right. I mean, going out as a fat person is like being one of these broads that decides to like breastfeed in public. All right. I, I, minus the conscious, I'm going to stick it to, I'm going to rub it in people's faces. You're, you're selfless. You don't care. Or you, I'm sorry, you're selfish. You don't care. <clears throat> I mean, you're, you're clueless when you're fat. You're just, I'm just going to walk around. It's gross. It's gross. And if you were to have any kind of standard, if you were to have any kind of, I mean, like we had in the olden days, if you were to take off these goggles, you'd be like, God dang. Look at all these fat people. Just look at them. I don't want to see it. And then it ruined it. It ruined my entire walk. Because I'm just looking around and I say, okay, what percentage of people are overweight? And then you look at it, it's just like, oh, this is a high, this this high of a percentage of the American population is guilty of the sin of sloth. I and look, I ain't no big religious guy. You got me. But at least I work out. At least I diet or try to diet right. It's a great thing about Colorado. You don't need a diet. You just eat whatever the hell you want and you go hike it off. It's wonderful. But, you know, when I walk out, look, I ain't no Adonis, I ain't no Hercules, but when I put on a suit and some decent clothes, I look presentable, I look all right. Women aren't going to be like, oh my God, look how fat he is. But God almighty, you fat people, just walk on out there. Just look at it. Just I mean, we've been, we've been trained, guys. We've been trained to just kind of accept it. It's background noise. We don't even realize it. It's like it, another perfect example is when you go into these bars and they have music blaring. Have you noticed how crappy American music is? I know we pick on Irish for the Irish music, it's all depressing. And then uh, the Middle Eastern music, you know, all depressing and everything like that. Have you listened to American music? This sappy, sad, touchy-feely love song, and not even a love song because she left me, so it's kind of a... Uh, a, a wounded wolf howling because it lost its girlfriend. Oh, it's horrible music. Again, step back and let's go into your average bar and listen to the type of music that's being played around there. It's horrible. 
not to beat up on the 70s, but once again, we want to talk about background. We want to talk about environment. There was no uglier decade than the 70s. And that includes not just the cars and the uh, fashion, but the music. And now they're playing this music on the oldies day. You got this me walk in. Man, it's a Steve Miller band. Oh, yeah. Does that sound like all the other crappy 70s bands that just, you know, drug-induced and you had to like, you had to be on drugs to even like it? Go to your bar. Go to and just listen. Just listen to the music. Say, it's either depressing, it's 70s classic rock. Now, Matt Baldoni will get all upset about that. He will, but. But it's pain. But you've been you've been brainwashed over this past 30, 40 years. This is what good. This is what you don't even notice it anymore. Stop. Pull yourself out of the matrix. Look around. Listen around. Use your senses and say, okay. And what I'm looking at is this beauty. Is this like a nice Italian villa? Is this like uh, Florence? What we're what we're more than they were capable of that stuff almost two thousand years ago. Here we are two thousand years with with building techniques and tactics and engineering technology. We can make a lot better and a lot bigger. Or when you go downtown, you see ugly minimalistic monstrosities. When you go into the restaurant, you hear like the Eagles. You know, all the baby boomers are going to get up. Oh, the Eagles are yeah. The Eagles suck. You know what? When your generation is dead, ain't nobody going to be listening to the Eagles. There's a whole. Decade and a half, two decades of music that you guys that has been on the top billboards, been on the top 40, it's going away when the baby boomers die because no one is going to listen to that crap. It's done. It's over. It goes with you. Bell bottoms, gone. Loud plaid shirts, gone. Polyester, gone. Until another generation comes up with wearing atrocious fashion. At least the millennials, they're, it's not in your face. It's just subdued, kind of like the emo kids in the Gen X generation. The uh, the boomers in the 70s with their loud, I just remember the set. You guys don't remember, in the late 70s. Yeah, the early 70s is kind of bad too. But, but all this is how we present each other, ourselves to each other, how we present ourselves in public. It's just, it's not just economics that shows the decay and decline in the United States. I love my chart that I found where I did the rolling 20-year average of economic growth. I know I keep bringing that up, but it's a very important one because it just shows our economic growth. That's kind of like the, you know, out of all the statistics in baseball, it's the score. You know, it's the most important statistic. That's what it is, declining economic growth. But you see it in other facets. You see it in other aspects of society, sociologically, Romantically, physically, artistically. I mean, really, what 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 music has come out? I mean, really, has there been like really good music? Do we have anything approaching jazz? And DT and the man, don't give me guff about. Oh man, he's listening to Artie Shaw. Oh, he likes Duke Ellington. All oh, that. Uh, no, really, show me, show me something as creative and as awesome as jazz. Show me that. Even symphony, symphonic music, which I'm not a big fan of, but at least a lot of creation went into this. Now I couldn't even name one. I know it's I know Taylor Swift because Chris Beckloff keeps talking about how he fantasizes about her at night and how he has to go and repent his sins. <laughs> and then uh, what? There's Rihanna, and the only reason I know her is because she's a classical roundhouse kicking chick cop show. She was in the Navy in Battleship, and here was this hundred and three-pound black girl waif 
Uh, but she saved the white guy. Don't worry. She did the white guy a solid. The bumbling, oafish white guy. She saved him. You see? She did him a solid. Never mind that white guy, you know, like fought a civil war to free her. But, you know, we're not going to mention that kind of thing. And just do that. Do, you want to ruin your day? You, are you happy? Are you in a good mood? Well, screw you. You're going to be in a bad mood when you go out and you look around. So just do it. Just do it. You, it's the weirdest kind of almost the most depressing thing ever. You'll go to the store. You'll look around. You'll see. And train your eye. Just look. Look at each person. And say, okay, is that person overweight? Is that person overweight? And, that, and then imagine them without clothes. And you're just like, ugh. Just Why? Why? Why don't you just divorce your husband? Why don't you just divorce your wife? You're not satisfying them sexually. There's no way. Ugh. That was a segment. I really did want to talk about that. I wanted to share. I wanted you to see what I see. Look, they exist. Oh, where's the podcast list? Here we go. All right, our sponsors. Uh, easymoblogging.com go to easymoblogging.com if you want to blog set up they do all the back end high end IT work and they also develop websites so if you can go to easymoblogging.com talk to our friend Peter and uh, he'll take care of you reasonable prices that reminds me I gotta get my IT guy to update <clears throat> asshole could so let me that might be an idea I was, I'm kind of gun shy on that like with asshole consulting I kind of like the unprofessional it speaks honesty you look at it like yeah this guy set up this crappy ding ding type of uh website um but and if i make it too professional looking then people may not trust it they may say oh i don't i don't trust this this looks like a, a fraud or a scam maybe i should just pay the guy say look let's save the old blog let's save the old html and then i'll put that together I know a couple of you are like, when are you going to upgrade this from a fifth grade project? It's like, hey, look, I, not now. I'm tired. That fifth grade project is working. Now, nah. uh, If you would like to advertise on the podcast and the blog and the uh, YouTubes and all that, you can contact me. Um, go to captaincapitalism.blogspot.com. Look for my profile. My email is there. It's capped capitalism at yahoo.com just don't type it in just go find some place to copy and paste it in because it's not captain capitalism it's capped capitalism uh regardless it's a hundred dollars a month you can advertise your wares and my goal is to make it so that you make money so we only do one month at a shot there's just we give it a one month trial you pay your hundred bucks and then, uh, unlike all the other places, I don't try and guilt trip you into like, oh, you should really consider, oh, we got to tweak some areas. No, if you didn't make the money, let's, you're, you're here to make cash. You're here to make profit. I understand that. So um, we do we just do it once for one month, 100 bucks. see if it makes you money. And if it doesn't, that's right. Cool, man. No problems. You don't offend me at all. I don't know why that is. People are like, I remembered running ads on radio like, well, we got to we gotta change. It's like, no, no, no. We don't have to change anything. You guys don't have the reach and you suck. You Or you overcharge. That was the other thing. Never advertise on traditional radio. Never. Send your money to the bloggers. and the, Hey, you want to help out the uh, true independent artists? You want to help out? You don't want to help out uh, Clear Channel or all these other you know large uh, radio stations? Do your average. Look, you want another another place to go advertise? It's really good and effective. Um, DayByDayCartoon.com, Chris Muir's site. Another site or website, Tom Lankus. 
Another site, Chris Bekeloff, right? You're not going to spend a ton of money. You're not going to have a ton of uh, a reach, uh, but you're going to get a lot higher rate of return on your uh, on your advertising dollars. So if you'd like to spend your money here and you'd like to sell your product, let me know. Uh, I'll go out there and I'll whore out your product. Chad Elkins at ElkinsCPA.com. Uh, that is the Red Pills Manosphere's resident CPA. Uh, there's also the podcast archive. If you're wondering where episodes 1 through 120 are, I have those archived. Uh, and I, know I was reminded about that because a guy did want them. It costs 30 bucks for me to give you the thumb drive, put it in the mail, and take my time. I'm trying not to screw you over. I'm just trying to compensate me for my time and my material costs and the uh, shipping costs. So just shoot me an email if you wanted that so you have like plenty of hours of the old captain. Uh, then we have the League of Extraordinary Podcasters, 405media.com, our good friend John Grant. Silvio Canto at Canto Talk. You can find him on blogtalkradio.com. Jason Hartman, Swank Lifestyle. Uh, free Domain Radio, like at freedomainradio.com. That's Stefan Molyneux's outfit. Um, don't advertise there. You can't advertise on Stefan Molyneux. Stefan doesn't like money. See, he has principles, damn it. He has principles. Why, gosh, you might have to listen to like five minutes of of advertising on his three-and-a-half-hour call-in shows. <laughs> oh, I, I can't give him that much guff. He's doing it for truly altruistic reasons. He just wants donations. Gets boring with donations, though. Hey, give me money, please. Helping you. Here's a guilt trip. See, the guilt trip, I don't like the guilt trip, so. I always listen to Stefan Molnu, and it, I like it. Sometimes it, it gets a little repetitive, depending on his callers. And the sigh. We talked about the sigh. <sighs> yeah, you're right, Stefan. You're right. Uh, but uh, for all those drawbacks, it's this great show. I really like the philosophy. But I was just like, frick, will you charge? <laughs> will you just charge? Run an ad. Run one ad. People understand. They're not going to care. The vast majority of listeners are capitalists. They'd be more than happy. to. Heck, they'd love to see who you'd like to have on for for advertisers and sponsors. But anyway, since he doesn't do it, he's got a different business model. You can go to freedomainradio.com, listen to stuff, and you can make some donations. That's the other thing. I don't really like the donation model, as you guys all know. What's his name? Um, Chris Beckloff, who once again has my favorite podcast, Geek Out with the Beckloff. You can find it on YouTube. Just look up the Beckloff, B-E-C-H-T-L-O-F-F. He's like, donate the shekels, donate the shekels, donate the shekels. No, 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 no. It's not how the business model works, guys. Well, look, we have the business model. It's already been tested. We're stealing it from radio. We're putting radio out of business, all right? What we do is say, you would like to, would, here's our Amazon affiliate. There, that's the perfect thing. Here's our regular sponsors. If you don't like those, here's the Amazon affiliate. Go buy your stuff online. The donation model does, it, it, it kind of works if you got enough reach, but I just, why would you do that? Why would you? Oh, well. Uh, Financial Survival Network with Carrie Lutz. There's a guy who knows how to monetize this site. Tom Likas at blowmeup.tom.com. David Serini, he's on the YouTube. <clears throat> Crush the Street, Engineered Truth. Both of those are on YouTube. Pushing Rubber Downhill, our good friend Adam Pickett down under. If you want to listen to a guy with an Australian accent, he doesn't really say anything intelligent. He just has an accent. He just reads through the dictionary. 
That's all he really does. But girls sign up, oh my god, he's got an accent. Oh. <laughs> Uh, but it, it is a good podcast I was listening to. He he mentioned some guy, some original, like, adventurer YouTuber type guy back in the 70s. He was sailing all around in, like, the South Pacific, hitting all these, like, different, you know, like, Fiji and all these other tropical islands or South Pacific islands and sleeping with the native women. And he's like, Clary, why don't you go find out where this guy is? I'm like, oh, great. I got to go find this old guy. He's probably retired. Probably a quiet Hugh Hefner actually could still get it up and chasing all these girls. I don't know. Uh, but you could find his uh, podcast by searching Pushing Rubber Downhill. Glendon Cameron, our good buddy, uh, the Kung Fu Master of Hustle. And then Lori Zook, the world of Lori Zook. She's over on Podomatic. We have Glorious Carl's Glorious Hat at GloriousHat.com. Get yourself a Glorious Hat. Fall's coming up. Keep your nice little head warm. I know a lot of the brothers that listen to you, you guys don't have hair. You guys got, it's not the 70s no more. You don't got the fro. And there was uh, thermal benefits to a fro. I could totally see where a fro would keep your hat. I mean, it would. Think about that. And then some of them got so big, what hat was made to fit that? And now I'm thinking about that. That would actually, that actually would be kind of warm and comfy now. I say. But you don't do that. See, you guys got to, you're, 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 you know what you are? You're selfless. You're not these fat people walking down the street. Like, no, I'm going to keep my hair nice and trim and clean and cut. Got to be a little bit chilly, I'd imagine, though, come wintertime. Not a lot of insulation up there on top of your clean-cut head. What do you got to do? Well, you know what you got to do? You go to Glorious Carl's, GloriousHat.com. You get yourself a glorious hat. Uh, and then uh, you keep that nice head of yours nice and warm. And you get yourself your girlfriend one of those things. Hey, put this on and some heels and nothing else. And then you play Naughty Russian Spy, James Bond is about to violate. Then you can imagine that a black man is James Bond. I will permit you. Then you can... You can even put on the accent. Well, hello, Natasha. Good to see you. Where are your clothes? I see you have a glorious hat. Yes. Oh, that went weird. Uh, and then asshole consulting. If you have a uh, question about your life, about your wife, about your strife. Are you going to grab a knife and end your life? Go do it, baby. Just pay me first. Your life is the worst, so commit suicide. Just give me your cash before you make that dash to the other side. I really don't care if people kill themselves. Actually, I kind of do. There's a there's just a touch. It's like, let me try and save you a little bit. Anyway, you have problems, go to assholeconsulting.com. And uh, give me your questions. I'll answer them in the older brother way. I'm barely waking up. I'm not waking up fast enough. I got a large diet, Red Bull. I need to do it with coffee. I need to do it with coffee. I was up till 3 a.m. working, playing catch-up. I couldn't fall asleep. Then I lie down, can't fall asleep. Even listen to the Nerd, Nerd Church. That's another podcast I've been getting into, Nerd Church. And uh, they're pretty funny, but they stopped broadcasting. Then he had Patton Oswald on. I don't know who they are, but it, it it's like all of a sudden they had like a huge following, and then one guy plays in a band, some other guy works in media. I'm like, these guys sound like they're connected. They're all going, they all get invites to the Comic Con, so they got to have some element of celebrity ship and fame that they could do that. Oh, what do we got? Oh. Where did, where did it go? I'm looking at my to-do list. I'm distracted. 
too much crap to do. There's always too much crap to do. I need a social secretary. All right, so this is uh, assholeconsulting.com. You guys know that. If you need older brother Clary to tell you how, you know, something works, just let me know. I don't, I don't stab you, but I do charge for my time. And trust you me, it's better that you spend 50 bucks. Like I got this client. I won't mention names, but $100,000 in debt. And it's not on a mortgage. It's on stupid crap. It's like, okay, uh, you're obviously willing to spend a lot of money on stupid crap. Um, you're going to pay me a little bit more. You're going to get a little bit of a sting. So it's 50 bucks. All right, now think about that. If that guy had spent the 50 bucks up front, he would have saved $999,950. So uh, it is worth it. This is it, it, the, You know what the advice is really like? It's like a vaccination or, um, or an inoculation. It's going to save you a, a world of ton and hurt of pain down the road. So just... You know, like, well, I can't afford $35. That's a bit steep. Oh, but you can afford $100 in drinks every weekend you go out? Really? Put things in perspective. Get my wisdom. Stop being a dumb dummy. Trying really hard not to curse. I have a bet on it. Uh, Then we have my Amazon affiliate program. If you would, please kindly go to captaincapitalism.blogspot.com. I'm I'm doing this every weekend. I'm leaving the post up of... uh, to remind you to go shop on the internet. I'm I'm also not working on the weekends. I'm, I'm forcing myself to take two days off a week. I'm, the Lord saith on the Sabbath, thou shalt resteth, saith the Lordeth. And so on um, weekends, I just leave the post up there to remind you guys, hey, go to the Amazon affiliate program. Uh, if you could, please kindly do all your shopping via that website and it's not a, it's nothing different you people are like, what do i got to register you don't have to register it's very simple you go to captaincapitalism.blogspot.com you click on the amazon banner off to the top right and then you do your online shopping there so if you would please kindly get into that habit you can bookmark the url that will um that, that just makes it easier just get it's the habit that's what it is really get into the habit if you do that i get 7% of your purchases you don't pay anything extra and uh, that can actually add up really quickly. And uh, I did the math. I get just to get like all the listeners to do all their online shopping. That's three thousand listeners. Let's say a thousand bucks a year that you do online shopping. Is that uh, yeah? It's three million dollars. The seven percent of three million is two hundred ten thousand. So well, let's go here. My house would be paid off. I'd come visit you guys personally because I'd be so bored with that amount of money. I'd have like there'd be nothing left. I'd be like driving all over the place. Like, why would I stay? Think about that. If you had that much money, why would you stay in any one place? You could be somewhere different. You could fly somewhere different every week. Like, why am I? I don't have to be here. Screw this. I'm not here. I'm over there. Why be here when I could go there? The only reason you'd have a house is because you'd have to psychologically rebase yourself to kind of, quote, have a home. Couldn't be a vagabond the entire year. But by gosh, I could do it nine months out of the year. He's like, nope, we're going. Have you been to Iceland? Never been to Iceland. Let's go to Iceland this week. Well, isn't that going to be kind of expensive? Like, eh, what is, they got $210,000 a year. People are buying my stuff online. So uh, please do your uh, online purchases through my Amazon affiliate program. Ap- academiccomposition.com. Uh, they'll write your college papers, and they'll do your resume as well. Resumes cost $100. I think papers cost $20 a page or maybe $15 a page. You'll have to talk to Alex over at academiccomposition.com. They're also looking to hire people, especially they're ramping up now for uh, start of the uh, college season. 
So if you can write BS and write liberal arts papers, contact Alex at academiccomposition.com. And also, he's always looking to hire marketers. Both jobs are boring as all get out, but they can be done remotely from the comforts of your home. So if you are unemployed and you got nothing else going on, that is something that you can do. Do the Philippines by Matt Forney. You can find his book at mattforney.com. Betterment, if you are at that point in life where you have bought all your silver, paid off all your debts, and now you really have nothing else to do with your money, well, okay, I guess you could start investing in an IRA. Uh, but if you're going to do that, go to my affiliate program at, at Betterment. You go to captaincapitalism.blogspot.com. Look at the Betterment logo. I put it way down to the right because I know most of us have debts and we're not, we're not at that stage yet, so I'm not plugging the heck out of it. But if you happen to be one of these people, yeah, why the heck? Just throw a couple, you know, thousand into the IRA. Um, you know, it can get confiscated. It can go down in value, uh, but you know, it's going to be inflated away otherwise um, by uh, monetary policy. So if if you're at that point, cool for you. Uh, go to Betterment.com. Or actually, no, go to my site, CaptainCapitalism.blogspot.com. Click on the Betterment logo and then set up your account there. Uh, the ultimate reading list by Max. Max has compiled a group of conservative libertarian or basically not liberal books that you might be interested in. Oh, what book should I read? Go to Max's reading list. You can go to Instagram.com slash ultimate reading list, and you'll see the old captain's books advertised there. He uh, he only takes very good books, uh, so if you're looking for a book to buy, go there. But he also advertises the books, and kind of like me, he charges $100 a month. He gets 32,000 views or viewers, uh, subscribers. And it's definitely at least worth it for a month. I'll tell you that. If you got a book and you want to sell it, uh, it's worth Go to Max. Talk to Max. Go to ult- uh, Instagram.com, Ultimate Reading List, and uh, email him. <clears throat> You'll find his contact information there. Let him know the captain sent you. Or you actually go to my site, captaincapitalism.blogspot.com, and look for... URL, just as URL, it looks like it's a programming error. No, that's actually an image. Just click on URL and then uh, let Max know that I sent you. Uncle Nick by uh, Frank Servi. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, basically, the fictional account of a 30-something red pill man who basically has zero Fs to give and goes around as the dirty Uncle Nick. Sounds like a great read. You can find that on Amazon, both at uh, paperback and Kindle. And then you have my two classes, the analysis evaluation of stocks, and then uh, stocks, bonds, investing, oh my. If you're looking to just get your feet wet or introductory kind of intro to investing, and I know it's the 401ks and the IRAs, I'm not a big fan of those. Uh, But if you do want to learn about minimalism, financial planning, you can get my book, Bachelor Pad Economics, actually, which is a lot cheaper. Or you can take these classes online, uh, which is a bit more expensive. But just search them online, the analysis evaluation of stocks, and then stocks, bonds, investing, oh my. And you will find those uh, offered at hundreds of different places, potentially even a thousand different schools. You can take it over in the Philippines if you want, because schools over in the Philippines offer it. Uh, But those classes are available for you online. Now listen, man, I like the news. You guys like the news? All right, I've been meaning to do this... uh, a great study was done over in New Zealand, and of course, New Zealand is not the United States, nor Australia, nor the United Kingdom, nor any other country that anybody's <clears throat> listening to or English speaking, but it does correlate highly with Western civilizations, 
and this is put out by Judgy Bitch at judgybitch.com. You guys all know her. If you don't, now you do. <laughs> Research finds that as a group, only men pay tax. Legions of feminists will ferociously type smash the patriarchy at the internet rallies, calling out for the end of the male supremacy in all the spheres of life. Yet few of them acknowledge the fact that one of these spheres, the government, the institution granting them rights, is entirely funded by male taxpayers. And I looked at it like, entirely, really? And then you look at the data and she's right. It's hilarious. Economically, women cost more to the state than they benefit. The government is literally paying women to be alive. As such, strong, independent women, only that way because the state is transferring money from men to them. Feminists are not seriously against being independent on men. They are just against men having the full control over their money. Let's explore a recent financial research report in New Zealand. The real gender gap, the tax gap. While the 77 cents for a dollar wage gap has been under the spotlight for the past years, the 200% for a dollar tax graph has, to my knowledge, never been mentioned, at least not by our supreme feminist leaders, Barack Obama and Justin Trudeau. A quick glimpse at the data reveals a massive difference in taxes paid by men and women. Now, here's a chart here. And I'll, I think in what I'll do is I'll put this link below, but you could just find it, judgy bitch, and then find tax gap. I mean, I think you'll find it. So the chart here, it shows direct tax per capita paid by age group and gender, and this is 2010. And so uh, the men are in the blue line, the women are in the red line, and on the x-axis, uh, it's got age group, and then on the y-axis, it's income tax paid per capita. And basically, uh, nobody's paying taxes until they hit about the age of 20, obviously, because you're a kid. And then it goes up, and then it goes down for both males and females, uh, basically once they hit 70 when they retire. And then they're still paying a little bit of tax until they're dead, probably because they're collecting some form of income. Uh, but it is astounding how much more men pay in tax. Men, The average that a men pay, if you take out the retirement in the childhood years, uh, men are paying around about $12,000, maybe almost 13000 on average. And women, on average, only pay like six, maybe more along the lines of five. In other words, men pay like two and a half times the amount in tax that women do. It's because men make more than... No, we earn more. Get it right, ladies. We earn more. And if you would like to earn more, then you have to work harder and study the subjects that men do. I'm not going to go down this road again and explain what is nothing more than common sense and a very simple solution to closing the wage gap. Right, because the issue is not is not logic or common sense or reality or facts. It's a psychological hurdle you women have where you don't want to work as hard, but you want to make as much money as men. So when you're ready to work as hard, you're ready to study the hard side, and you're ready to accept that psychologically, then we can move on. Otherwise, you're just whining and groping, and I don't care anymore. Uh, the first thing that comes to mind is that half of the women might be at home raising kids. However, the workforce participation rate gap between men and women doesn't seem to exceed ten percent in either age group. Uh, the second thing that may come to mind as a confounding factor is that women spend more for their children in education and health. Nope, no support for that either. Men and women spend approximately the same amount in both education and health. See figure 10 and 11 <coughs> of the source. Uh, subtopic. In nearly all age groups, women receive more tax than they give. With the exception of the age group between 45 to 59, a 15-year span, years old, women cost more to the state than they provide in tax. In contrast, men generate more tax revenue than they cost between 23 and 65, a 43-year span. 
In the brief period in which women generate more or as much tax money than they consume, men outscore them by at least three times. So let me explain this chart. <clears throat> On the y-axis is once again age. And they show uh, the net fiscal impact per capita by gender group. So what is your net, like versus what you pay versus what you get, what is the balance? So obviously we see again uh, 60 and or 70 and older, 65 and older actually kind of, uh, both men and women are consuming more than they're paying into the system, as do children. Uh, but here, no one really, not until they're 30, uh, do at least men start producing more than they consume. In other words, it's a, it's a chart of parasitism. When are you not a parasite? When are you a parasite? And to what levels and extents and strength? And basically, all this chart shows is that women aren't parasites for about a 15-year period from their 40s to their 50s. Men aren't parasites from the 30s to their 70s, and by and large, women are parasites the majority of their lives. They're always consuming more than they spend or than they produce. Right? You're not. You're not independent. I mean, it, it, the, the the this this joke that women are strong independent. You're not, especially if. And, and I know this is New Zealand, but I'm just going to assume that the data and statistics are quite close. To the United States and all former British colonies, every every first world, you girls are not you're not independent. You're parasitic, and has nothing to do with discrimination. So you don't work as hard, and you major in stupid crap. That's it. That's it. And well, then also, okay, that's one side. That's that's your earning side. But then there's let's vote in all this socialist stuff, and predominantly, disproportionately, the money goes to women and children. You're the most spoiled generation. The most spoiled Western women are the most spoiled group of people in the history of the world. I'm not joking. That's not that's not hyperbole. That's not that's not shock jock talking. That's math. That's reality. And and it shows with the personality where you brag nonstop. At least the leftist women. I know the ladies we have here are the good ones. But this attitude that one, you're strong and independent, and two, you're the victim. I mean, it's just only only spoiled people say that. Only the world's most spoiled people constantly remind those who actually do the real work and actually do the heavy lifting in society as to just how oppressed you are as you sit there, you know, doing your little HR job while guys go out to the Obakan oil field and lose limbs over in Iraq. And there's you girls doing your your freaking uh, your your part time teaching over at the U university and then you work over at the sociology department and and you give you basically give losers our hard-earned money that's basically all the women do is they say let's give your hard-working money hubby to this poor minority who came from the third world that wants to kill us all do you women like have multiple knives you stab in the back of us guys or do you just get one really big one which which one is it Subtopic, by the end of her, her life, the average woman will have a negative fiscal impact of $150,000. <laughs> so when we add it all up, by the end of the time, women are parasites. They cost society 150000 Again, you don't have to like this. This is the data. It comes out of New Zealand. Uh, who did it? Was it a government study? Um, let me, let's pull up. Oh, they decided to put in an interstate system next to my house. That's why you have it. Uh, this is put out by Social Science Research Network. Oh, my gosh. Victoria University, Victoria. Okay, so it's the Treasury Department of the government, uh, university, university. So this is coming from predominantly leftist institutions, government and academia. 
So don't say this is biased. This is coming from your camp, lefties. This is coming from your your cheerleaders there, feminists. <laughs> and they show. Oh, by the end of it, women are women are parasites. They cost society $150,000. Honestly, if you, I mean, I'm for women having the right to vote, but I, I, my voting policy is different. <clears throat> my voting policy is more like how they had it in the olden days. Like you have to own property in order to vote. Um, so it is meritocratic. It has nothing to do with your gender or your race. But if you want to talk about a good, compelling argument uh, against the women's suffrage, this is it. If you are a parasite, if you are a liability to society, you shouldn't have the right to vote. You could also say if you collect a government check, you shouldn't have the right to vote. I say, well, okay, you know, I understand people have downtimes, blah, blah, blah. But my um, my philosophy is if you own property and you don't collect a government check, you have the right to vote. Uh, so that way you avoid, as you should, that's meritocratic. You avoid any issue of race or gender. It has nothing to do with it. It's like, do you have your crap together? You do. You're a productive member of society. All right, you get the right to vote. You're Miss uh, Welfare Mom Queen or you're Mr. Woe is Me, Black Lives Matter protester, give me my government checks. Uh, no, you don't get the right to vote. All Wyoming, I don't think Wyoming would be able to vote, period. They don't have, I think they got two people would have the right to vote in Wyoming. The two whole people that actually support themselves out there. But anyway, this is a, actually it's a very interesting chart. Aside from the women being a net parasite of $150,000, when you look at men, they break even. By the time they're they're dead, they're, and even they are a little bit parasitic. They have it looks like like they're a couple grand, like their net worth is just about $2,000 negative. So men consume more resources than women. Which I would have to think this through, but I'd surmise this is where if women and men are both parasitic, then we have to borrow money. And this is why you have government debts. This, if, if people don't produce as much as they spend, this is why you have an ever-increasing amount of government debt in the world relative to global GDP. That reminds me. I could do a chart. Global government debt to global GDP. I don't show whether or not we as a world have our heads out of our rears. Overall, the research suggests that male taxpayers are the only ones to ever have positive contribution in taxes. Based on figure 17, the closest to that average, the closest that the average woman will come to having a positive fiscal incidence is when she is at minus 50,000 around 55 years of age. While feminists are demonizing men for benefiting from all liberties and rights they have constructed, they have oddly remained silent over the fact that anonymous male taxpayers are paying women to exist. Read that sentence again. This is this goes back to the point I made in my latest post about why women don't ask men out. Women, they 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 not all, but especially feminists, they they are they are the cafeteria Christians. They are the cafeteria feminists. They'll have this, they won't have that. They'll they'll subscribe to this and won't subscribe to that. And they will always shirk responsibility. They want all the rights, but none of the responsibility or agency that comes with it. And so when it when it comes to doing the hard stuff, what I'm just a little girl and I like a traditional thing where the men ask women out and I just might be a stay-at-home mom and I'm okay. I'll be the stay-at-home wife. But then when it comes to, why do men make more than us? I want the money. Give me my money. <clears throat> I think of a man, and I take away reason and accountability. And that's true. It's true. And we're going to keep, I'm going to keep saying it until you girls, until these charts switch. Oh, wouldn't that be heavenly if these charts switched? 
Then we could coast for a little bit while, man, huh? What was that quote from, uh, from, uh, Dirty Rotten Scoundrels? Listen. We're the weaker sex. Men don't live as long as women. We get more heart attacks, more strokes, more prostate trouble. I say, it's time for a change. I say, let them give us money. Let's live off them for a while. That probably shocks a guy like you, right? Oh, that would be heavenly. Well, shoot, it was like the last podcast. They're all shocked that I charged my girlfriend rent. Oh, what what, what if, uh, think about it. Let's just roll, reverse those roles right there. Oh, I'm Aaron Clary. I come off the street. Hey, uh, can I move in with you and just you just pay for all my crap? Are you going to charge? You're going to charge your boyfriend rent? You're going to charge him rent? Shoot, you guys would charge me money just to have to tolerate you. Matter of fact, I don't know why my girlfriend does it at times. But think about it. They have the roles were reversed. Oh, guys, we'd have it so easy. We get to, like, wake up when we wanted, especially with our frugality. See, we would, we would combine the genius of being a man, which would be frugality and minimalism and Spartan living, with all the resources that the women would then go out and make for us. And, uh, and then what would we do? We'd have a big screen TV. We'd probably outsource the stuff to a maid. And then we would... Uh, we we just lounge around. We'd be we'd be great. We'd be going out. We'd be meeting each other at cigar lounges and stuff. Getting our espressos and our nails done. Hey, let's go to the bar. Hey, let's go smoke cigars over at the at the beachfront bar. Hey, how you doing, Steve? Oh, wait, hey, look, look, ladies. I don't want equality. I want reparations. I want rep. I th- and you girls keep voting Democrat, and you girls are all for justice and fairness and outcomes, not opportunity. I think we should get reparations. Men should get reparations. Well, let me see. We've only built everything. We fought all the wars. So global GDP forever. Uh, you girls owe us uh, eight quintillion. Is it quintillion or quadrillion? I think it's quintillion. What comes after a trillion? What comes after a trillion? Quintillion, I believe. Quadrillion. Okay, yeah, you girls owe us at least 18 quadrillion dollars. And uh, us guys are just going to lie around and loaf around. And uh, that'd be great. And, um, and and we know how you girls want it to be fair and just. And we, we don't want to offend you. We, we know everything is about social and equity justice. All right, let's finish this off. Apparently, they decided, like, build. They're going to destroy my house. And, uh... Put the, the road over here. I must have got all these cars. They back up beeping. Beep, beep, beep. Hope you can't hear that. I look at them. It looks like the Keystone cops out there. Uh, these findings. No, wait. Where'd it go? The fact that feminists want a stronger government is not a coincidence. While historically women had to choose a wealthy husband for resources, they can now stay single, be lesbians, marry a poor man, or use the sperm bank. And the state will still transfer male taxes to them. Interestingly, within 10 years of women's suffrage, the government doubled their tax revenue and expenditure in the United States. Well, that's not interestingly. Just what it is. You girls, either because you have too big a hearts and no brain, and think, well, wouldn't it just be wonderful if we paid for everything? And you never look at the budget. I mean, look, I know you girls are not that good at math. But you can at least do subtraction and addition, right? You can look up a budget, right? 
Or would that take away your feels? Like you like to you like to be charitable with other people's money so you can then feel good about yourself. Or deep down inside, is this just a front? Women are nice and sugar and spice. And deep down inside, you'll steal anybody's money and enslave anybody possible so you can have you and your precious children have the food, clothing, and shelter taken care of. Look, I'm just saying, if, if you look at actions and not words, uh, you Western women, you, you, you really just don't give a crap about men. It's all about you. You're not selfless. You're not altruistic. It isn't about the children. I mean, you've just basically, you threw away the greatest invention ever with the vote. You threw away Western civilization. Uh, I don't know either because, like I said, you're naively nice and you just think there's unlimited resources or you're, you're calculatingly shrewd and evil and simply don't care. And given the prevalence of divorce, and, and I, I, I'm, especially in the Western world, I think you women are kind of evil. I know there's some good ones, but if I had to put money, I'd say... 30, 35% of the women are nice out there, while the remaining 65% are either outright consciously evil or have some kind of, you know, either made up, real kind of gray area psychological program that makes you effectively or de factoly evil in terms of how we have to interact with you. My favorite is though I have bipolar disorder, so that allows me to act like a 100% grade A bitch. And that's not a curse word, that's a description of a dog. But I, I don't. I, I dear about. I, I only care about how I have to interact with you people. Uh, these findings show just how simplistic the notion of privilege is. While men make more money on average, it allows women to have total access. Had to have access to education, health, and services. The patriarchy is pretty generous after all. Uh, yeah, so you can find uh, Judgy Bitch at judgybitch.com. She's one of the real ones. Uh, let's do the rest of the uh, the sponsors here. InDemandCareer.com. Go to our buddy Seth Heim's site, InDemandCareer.com, if you're looking to start a career that does not require you to go to college. Welcome to The Divide and Caustic, both books available by SP Daily on Amazon.com. Novsquam, N-V-S-Q-V-A-M, by Ann Sturzinger. You know what? Just go to AnnSturzinger.com and look at her books. The, the spelling of that book is just throwing it all off. Black Man's Guide Out of Poverty, written by me. Bachelor Pad Economics, written by me. Worthless, the young person's indispensable guide to choosing the right major. That is vital, especially with college starting up. I know kids have already signed up for their major, but it doesn't matter because it won't be until they're at least juniors where they take any classes that have something to do with their majors. The worthless liberal arts degree people need to get the prerequisite money out of them first for the first two years. Uh, enjoy the decline. Probably going to get a new cover on that. Uh, Curse of the High IQ, Behind the Housing Crash, uh, and then uh, Reconnaissance Man, the most recent one, Reconnaissance Man. Please go buy that book if you are simply lost in life and looking for guidance, right? This is not a book for 14-year-olds specifically. It is for people who don't know what they want to do. And based on the emails and the requests I'm getting, every guy under 40 has no farting clue what he's doing. No farting clue what he's doing. And... If you just get this, this puts everything into context. It gives you a very clear roadmap. Please go get it. It's for women as well. It's not just for men. It's for women as well. Anybody who's looking to get around. Uh, and then Captain's Quarterly. If you are, uh, do you like pretty girls? Do you like high-level economics and philosophy? We'll get this because it combines both. We have our pretty model, Cindy Moran, which you can find her at cindymoran.net. Uh, she has graced the pages of Captain's Quarterly, my public uh, publica quarterly publication of the best of my blog. 
with pictures of her dressed in bikinis and lingerie and just some outright very beautiful uh, dresses. Uh, very feminine, very pretty. Uh, so that is how you should read economics. That's, I think that's how you should get people interested in economics is you go and you get Captain's Quarterly. That, if it's too pricey for the paperback, which I understand because it's color, the, the, it's all color, that's why it's expensive, uh, you can get the cheap version on Kindle for only three, uh, three bucks. Sylvia Contra's book, Cubanos in Wisconsin. Davis Arini's book, The Walkies Broken Roads. Marty Andrade's Nixon's Guide to the Multiverse. All available at Amazon. Finally, my books, Curse of the High IQ, Bachelor Pad Economics, and Worthless are available in audiobook format. Okay? Reconnaissance Man is going to be available probably within a month in the audiobook format as well. If you don't like reading, or you're just efficient and like to achieve multiple things at once, you can do this because now you can listen to the headphones and the podcast while you're working out or doing whatever or walking. You can listen to it. You do not have to sit and not double dip, right? I have made these books available in audiobooks so you can double dip. You can be efficient. You can be like the old captain here where you rarely do anything where you're not double dipping. All right, so uh, you can find those available at audible.com. That's worthless. Batch of Pad Economics and Curse of the High IQ. Uh, oh, we do have fan mail. I turned it off. Oh. Uh, here we go. Is this it? No, I already read that one. They print these off and save them for later. Uh, hi, Mr. Clary Greens from Ireland. I came across your YouTube videos for the first time last night. <clears throat> Thank God, because they have really opened my eyes. I've been feeling quite down lately and presumed it was depression. Well, after watching your videos, I soon realized it was simply because I was fed up with all the inane, he, he wrote it here, shit going on around me. You know the drill. Lady troubles, high-stress job, shitty social life, and the ignorant millennial peers, blah, blah, blah. Thanks again. I've just spent... 32.78 euro purchasing six of your books on Amazon because I found your YouTube video so helpful. <clears throat> you're not an asshole. You're just honest. Yes, but you see, in today's world, being honest makes you an asshole. I had more fan mail. Hang on. Oh, yeah, here it is. All right, we'll keep this anonymous. Clary, I spent uh, several years as a military recruiter, uh, Navy recruiter, and during that time, I recruited 137 people in the Navy. Uh, this is, uh, in regards to the, um, to the, um, what's it called? Uh, the, the, uh, homeschooled kids on the previous episodes or two episodes ago, uh, ago, 20 of which were homeschooled out of the 20 that I put in seven went into the Navy nuclear program. If you don't know what that is, it's basically a program that only 0.1% of the population is qualified to enter. Each of those seven kids made it through the two year school where the Navy, where the Navy basically, where, not were, where the Navy basically stole the curriculum from MIT's nuclear science program, chopped it down into two years, and now throws these kids into the deep end. I put a total of 29 kids in this program, and out of all of the public school graduates, 22 of them, only five made it through. <laughs> the rest washed out and got thrown into the fleet. All right, so like basically the homeschool kids are batting a thousand. Uh... The other 13 homeschooled kids, three of them went into standard Navy fleet rates, Botswain mates, machinists, aviation support, etc. Ten of them went into the Navy college program. Navy college encompasses most of our elite SEALs, SWCCs, divers, rescue swimmers, and EOD. 
As you probably know, these are the toughest jobs in the Navy and probably the service as a whole. Every single one of them made it through. Minus one, he broke his leg in training, but they didn't kick him out of the program. They're letting him heal up and he could try again. I put another 29 kids that were public school educated and only two made it through. <laughs> so if homeschooled kids have bad socialization skills, how can they perform in a team environment like that? It's impossible. Um, he's talking about the ASFAB. Out of the 30 homeschooled kids that I interviewed in my four years, all but one of them not only passed but blew it out of the water. The other night didn't join for other reasons. Uh, anyway, yeah, well, thank you. I don't want to mention your name, but thank you, Sailor, uh, for uh, pointing out the empirical data that, yeah, these homeschool kids. None of these homeschool kids better. See, that's the problem. It's not that they're homeschooled or there's something special about these kids. It's that they didn't go to the public schools. I'll say it again. But if you want, if you love your children, you won't send them to the public schools. You'll homeschool them. Because you as an adult, look, at least up until the eighth grade, you as an adult should be able to teach them up to the eighth grade. And they're not going to be maladapted socially, as he point. Look, to be a Navy SEAL, to be in any one of these positions, you got to be able to socialize. you got to play teamwork. And here's some really hardcore empirical data that shows the superiority of not the kids themselves. There's nothing genetically superior about these children. It's about the homeschooling. That's what it is. But I know, I know you, you precious parents don't really love your children. You just had them because, well, ejaculation inside a woman's vag. And then, uh, and then because you wanted children, like you wanted a dog or an SUV. Because I want children. And you didn't want to raise them. You just wanted them. Ah, that's how it goes. All right. Anyway, that's it. That's for the Clary Podcast. Hope you guys have a good weekend. We'll see you guys later. Toodles.